Hi and welcome to Chai Time, the podcast. Uh, in this episode, I'm so excited to have the amazing, the phenomenal, the beautiful <laughs> Alice Kimanzi. It's so, so wonderful to have you on the show. Yani, I can't even explain how I have been dreaming of this moment, but it's so nice to have you here. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to just go straight into it. Um, I can't wait to hear your story. I'm sure those who are listening also uh, are looking forward uh, to just hearing you share your story. I mean, just even from the songs that you minister and your stuff that's out there. Personally, I want to hear just a bit more of who Alice is beyond the wonderful songs that you have shared with the world. Yes. So... (laughs) Are you ready? I think so. <laughs> okay. I think so. <laughs> cool. So take us back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and even before that, just who's Alice? Uh, uh-huh. Just paint a picture of who Alice is for us. What do you do? Right. Okay. Uh, we know that you can really sing and uh-huh. sing, sing well. So who's Alice hey, and what do you do? Me. Thank <laughs> you. My church. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Alice is married to Gideon Kimanzi. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, uh, I'm the last born of four girls. Uh, I sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm a musician. Uh, started singing. Oh, we'll get to that yeah, later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, how long ago did you start singing? Okay, so um, my first memory of me singing uh-huh. is uh, with my sisters. Okay. My sisters always used to come home from school and with with songs, with new songs. Mm-hmm. So when I was in nursery school, there's this song we used to sing uh, of of the death and resurrection of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's really ridiculous. It goes like. Pale, pale msalabani, Yesu, Yesu wa Nazareti, Ali, 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 Ali something, something. Yeah. So my sisters used to give me the pale, and then I keep quiet. Yesu. And those parts were for, the other parts were for you to sing. Yeah, because I couldn't really sing, sing. Uh-huh. So they gave me the talk, stroke, sing parts. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's my first memory of singing with my sisters. And then as I as I grew up in my lower primary, they taught me how to harmonize. Mm-hmm. They taught me how to sing on key, and every opportunity we had, we we were we would sing. Even if we hadn't prepared, my parents would force us to sing. It's a family gathering. We'll have to sing. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah, so you credit your singing part of it, part of your uh, singing story to your folks, of course. Like yeah. how they exposed you to singing. Exactly. Sisters, family, yeah. friends, and my sisters, and your sisters, my sisters. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and since then, you've been singing. Since then, I've been singing. Oh, I remember. Oh my gosh. Uh, junior choir. I grew up in Nairobi Baptist. Yeah. Junior choir. Uh, one time, um, they held an audition. There was a song that they wanted people to solo, mm-hmm. the kids to solo, and so they called me out. I was like, "Why? Why do you want me to sing?" Yeah. And then I auditioned. Heck yeah! I remember we were all standing on stage, and then you're told, "You go," and then they sing the heart out. Then they go to me, and I sang, and they were like, "Okay, you stay." And so I soloed a song in junior choir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I almost died on stage, but I was so excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy saw something, and then I started thinking, oh gosh, maybe I can sing. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'm not that bad. Mm. <laughs> Until today. Until today, yeah. So which is the... F- do you remember the first 
song you wrote how do i ask this the yeah. first song you wrote that was not necessarily uh a part, just a song to be performed but just one of the songs that you remember this was my first song i wrote and this is this is where i performed it or this is where it was sung oh wow um i, I never did yeah. i never did write anything that was not to be performed <laughs> So the first song I wrote is actually quite a long story. Yeah. Uh, I finished high school mm-hmm. and then I was listening to radio, Christian radio, and then they announced that there was a, a talent search happening mm-hmm. at a certain church. And so I told my mom, I want to go for this thing. Will you allow me to go? She's like, you sing? <laughs> wow, Where? Okay. sing for me. She was making pancakes for breakfast. So I sang for her. I don't even remember. I think it was a Dietrich Hedon song. She's like, oh, Moby, you are going to succeed. You are going to go through the competition. You are going to do very well. And she gave me her blessing. Yeah. <laughs> so I went, eh, those 280-something guys auditioning. It was, it was for, eh, for sweating. Mm-hmm. And then most of the guys could play an instrument. And uh, it, was, it was just amazing. So I was one of the last people to arrive. So I was one yeah. of the last to audition. Mm-hmm. And then they said, okay. You sing. So I, I go, I, I find panelists, like four of them. And one of them was Gideon Kimanzi. <laughs> I'd heard of his name on radio many times, but yeah. I'd never seen him. Yeah. So it was such an honor to meet him. And then um, he stopped he stopped me from singing. He said I was going off. Like I, I went to a different key. But me, I was feeling, my eyes were closed. I was feeling the song. What song was it? I'll remember. <laughs> anyway, I went off. And then they said, find another song to sing. So I, I sang another one. And then they said, okay. We'll, we'll let you know if you've gone through. And so I guess I went through because I was auditioned two more times that same day. I had run out of songs. So I kept rewinding. <laughs> I think I even did a, a Christmas song. So yeah. now, when the when the competition kept going on... um. I I made it to the finalists, okay. and the finalists had to do a uh, a song. You had to write a song mm-hmm. to end up in a compilation album. So that uh, that was my first song to to write. I really do not like that song. In fact, I pray with all my heart it never <laughs> plays on radio again. Because <laughs> it played a few it's times. It's played on radio right now. It has. No, it played those days, okay. like early two thousands, two thousand five, two thousand four, two thousand five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, we were recording with with Gidi, and then I think uh, Gidi either he he fell sick or he needed it was his time off. He he went on leave, so we had to go to Kanji. Yeah. So when we were recording with Kanji, of course, Aroro was his mm-hmm. his guy. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I met Aroro. Yeah. <laughs> and oh my gosh, Kanji put BVs on my song. It was amazing. And that's where I think I started singing professionally. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That was the first song I ever wrote. Yeah. And then I got a call from Gidi. He was like, uh, do you have another song I can do I can do for you a song for mm-hmm. free? Mm-hmm. So then um, he wrote the chorus for one, the very first song on my album. Uh, and it is, and I will worship you, I will bow before your throne. Mm. So he wrote the chorus, I wrote the verses, and then that was that was the beginning of my first album. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, so I wrote that album through through my college years. Right. Yeah. And how many albums do you have? Out? I have uh, one, mm -hmm. that very one, <laughs> and then now I'm working on my second album, right. which is almost done. Yeah. Actually, two songs to go. Fantastic. Yeah. So by the end of this year, we should be hearing something from you. Yes, definitely. Hey, yes, we have to finish this album. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. Too long. Yeah. Too long. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So. Basically, you've been in the music industry, you'd say, professionally. Uh, um, since since that time? Yeah. 13, 13, 13 years. years. Yeah. What? <laughs> I've been in the industry, but not really, really? in. Okay. Like, right now is when I feel like I'm getting inside. And yeah. how has that been like for you? Uh, to say the truth, uh, in my college days, it was hard because I really wanted to be in the industry. Mm -hmm. And I remember asking God, why, why are you making me delay so much? Like I could, I could be on TV right now. I wanted it so much, but I'm glad that he didn't let that happen. I'm glad that he kind of hid me and um, taught me lessons along the way and helped, which helped me grow, which made me the person that I am today. Um, so it was very frustrating at first when I was 19, I really wanted to, I really wanted to make it. Yeah. In quotes. Quotes, quotes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted it, but I'm so glad that God, because I wasn't ready. I mean, I was so naive. I grew up very shielded from the world. I thought everybody was born in Sunday school. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought everybody is saved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I needed to get out of that naivety and mm -hmm. and actually know God for myself and um, just be grounded. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, be grounded. Yeah. So, what are some of the lessons you would say that you've learned during that waiting period, in between yeah. discovering or that you can sing and sing really well, and fast forwarding to now where um, the world is receptive to Alice Kimani? Right. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, there are many, but I can say the the highlighted mm -hmm. ones. Mm -hmm. Patience. Yeah. I've really learned patience. I've learned to appreciate. Um, growth okay. everybody's journey is different like the artists who i always say this the artists who come into the industry and boom they'll they have so much favor because it's their time but then there are the, those who are like me who really wait like oh my gosh like god will keep you there uh, because he wants you to learn a few more things and not also to get into the mold because it would have been so easy for me to get into the mold and not know my sound not know what i'm about yeah so um during that time i learned stage presence i learned to also just um be meaningful yeah that's the other thing just um it, it's it's different when you're just there to perform mm -hmm. and you live there thinking okay i did great but what was the eternal value of what you did did you minister to people yeah. so i think church really helped me to learn how to to connect with god as i sing and also to to do things meaningfully not just to perform not just to to put up a show yeah yeah there's a kingdom agenda as i sing so I'm so grateful that I learned that. And uh, it's good because when you leave stage, you're not thinking, okay, gosh, I forgot. This is about God. Mm -hmm. No, you have to go with God in your mind on stage and off stage. Even when people don't really receive, God receives. That's the, that's the, that's the mainest thing for me, yeah. to always have that open heaven mindset in my heart. Um, this microphone that I'm holding is connected to God's ear, you know. Yeah. So it just, it, it makes it worse. 
mm. worth doing yeah i hope i hope i'm making sense. sense yeah you are you are totally are. yeah um i just thought about something as far as that is concerned <clears throat> yeah so how do you prepare then mm-hmm. um what's the preparation process uh, before you get to the stage how right. does that look like uh, for you on a day-to-day basis okay um, so and even maybe yeah on on the day itself. So let me tell you someone I really look up to. Yeah. Like she's top of the list. Like Akina Fred Hammond sawa uko wako uko somewhere. Yeah. Inid Mora. <laughs> Inid Mora is my favorite, absolute favorite worship leader. <laughs> and I remember one day I I sat her down and I asked her, "Eh, how do you do that? How do you incorporate scripture with leading worship? How do you do that?" Because now it just makes you feel like yenyewe yes yes i believe it i believe every word i'm singing you know and she said okay i have my list and i think about every song and i think about what does the bible say about this song this particular song and then i think about what i'm going to say in the song like she'll think about her adlibs and so i thought why don't i do that <laughs> so when i'm told i'm leading worship i take the song i think about what what what's the main uh message in this song what does the bible say okay yeah let me dwell on that and then i pray about it what does god want me to to say about this song and sometimes yeah and sometimes god is silent but many times he'll give me direction on like the basic concept of 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 worship this particular sunday what does he want his people to hear what does he want his people to experience and then i'll i'll just incorporate that somewhere i'll fix it i will force it <laughs> nobody flows yeah. like yeah basically i i take i take that time and then i'm able to be confident enough to get on stage and not just perform there are moments when i feel i am prepared and i have a word from the lord like god will just say something like healing he wants he wants there to be healing what kind of healing he won't really say whether it's emotional whether it's physical so i know when i'm leading worship this sunday god wants to heal his people and so the songs have to minister healing they have to be directing towards you know healing and god send your healing rain or 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 whatever the song and if he has a specific word for someone i will say it even if the congregation is not used to god is god is saying this or god yeah. is saying that i will just obey because if i don't obey then i feel i will feel so guilty for the rest of the week and then there are times when i don't feel like worshiping like anyway the devil has amuliad me yeah. this week is going to be a week of trials <laughs> yeah. a week full of trials and i just don't feel like saying the lord is good so um when those times come you just worship i mean even when you don't feel it I, i believe god receives it and and those are the things that really they're like gold to god they feel to him it's like wow it's so precious that you don't feel you're not feeling me but you are still there you're still mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. those are the things that angels look at and they admire like oh my gosh these guys they've never seen god they don't feel like worshiping but they're doing it you know yeah so yeah i hope i've answered your question <laughs> And, and those in yeah. those moments are many. I mean, there are times looking back when I used to be scheduled to lead worship and I refuse. And I'm like I'm not doing it. I don't I just don't feel like God is good this week. Wow. <laughs> it's That's so real. Sad. It's so sad though. Yeah. <laughs> Until I spoke with Andy one day and he said, "When you don't feel like worship, it's so cliche though, but he said, "When you don't feel like worshiping is the time that you need to worship the most." 
Yeah, and it also helps like when you don't feel like doing it and then you're told you are the one who's leading worship, then that's the only time you'll worship because you know otherwise you wouldn't. Mm. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah. And also as a musician, what's the what's your preparation process for you? Uh-huh. Like do you do rehearsal uh, every week? Do you um Hey, that's an area of growth, eh? Yeah. It's been an area of growth for long. Yeah. <laughs> I have an app. Mm-hmm. Um a vocal uh, training app. There are many, by the way. It's called Swift Skills. Swift Skills is the one that has helped me the most. Uh it's just basic skills. Basic skills, but they are all trying to achieve something, whether it's breathing or range or uh staying on key or even tuning your voice. Every time I try to tune my voice, I lose it. <laughs> Those things are intense, but yeah, uh, I try. I try do that. Uh, like I take like every time I know I'm I'm singing somewhere, mm-hmm. I'll just be taking dawa, ginger, uh, ginger, lemon, honey. That one really helps me because I have a lot of sinus issues and yeah, like. If there's anything that's attacked the most with my health, it's my voice. <laughs> and I ha- I think I had a pastor say that one time. Was it Gideon? He said, uh, if you want to see someone's gift, area of gifting, just look at what is attacked the most. Yeah. So for me, it's my voice. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's that's something to remember. Right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, let, let's talk about your the creative process of how you... Cr- how you put together your songs right um for me your hands down one of the best songwriters right. i know <laughs> across men. the board it doesn't matter whether it's gospel like you're oh really gosh. gifted Thank so you. just share with us the, the creative process of from the the time where you you decide okay i, I want to say this yeah to <clears throat> where now it's an actual song Okay. Yeah. So for me, I don't write songs without music. So either I'll need um, keys or guitar, or even a track from Gidi, and and then I can I can come up with a song. I just I can't write plain. Yeah. <laughs> so far, that's the first thing. And then I listen to the song, and I I just feel in my heart. What does what does what's the message? What's the what's the solid concept of this song? Is it love? Is it waiting on God? Okay, let's speak waiting on God. And then now I go through scriptures on waiting on God. Aki, I take long to write. But yeah, <laughs> so I'll go through scriptures. Maybe it's the whole day. And then I'll I'll have them on my book. And then now uh, I'll write a story. Like verse, verse 1 and 2. But I'll just write, this is what I want to say in this song. Write it, write it, write it. What else? Mm-hmm. The Bible says this is this could be the chorus. And then I take my English Swahili dictionary for the parts that I had and I write it in Swahili. But mm-hmm. first I write it in English. I write the story in English. Mm-hmm. And then I start writing uh, Swahili. Okay. Yeah. And then I take it to Gideon. Yeah. He might cancel everything. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a producer. Yeah. Hey, there's a song I wrote the other day and he was like, X, the whole thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> he's like, this is too cliche. This is too cheesy. No. <laughs> so now I have to dig deep and then maybe I'll just wait for the day to end so that I can do it again when I'm fresh. But yeah, for me, it's a process. I know of many artists who go on in studio and write there. 
as in 15 minutes they've written the song that's giddy i can't do that may i take long <laughs> it's a process it's a process but when it finally sits down and i know yeah this is good we record yeah yeah uh, what's you said that you're working on an album right yes, now yes yes are you able to share what's one of your favorite uh, ah yes songs uh, that's, uh, that's coming off that album yes um there's a song right now it's my favorite mm-hmm. i don't know if, if it will be when it's out it's called surrender and it's a song of just brokenness it's just broken that song is just broken yeah. <laughs> and it's just me and god and presenting myself like um like how isaac was was put on on the altar and was about to be sacrificed this is me putting myself on the altar if you want to put the flames there, I will burn with those flames. As in, that song is just broken, and I, I really love that, yeah. about that song. And it took a while for me to write it. I had to actually leave the environment I'm used to. Mm-hmm. I called my sister-in-law. I told her, can I go to your house and spend the day there? And that's how I, I got to write the song, just in a different... Sometimes it helps to go to a different environment and write. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So once I wrote that so I couldn't believe I wrote a full song in one day. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that one captures my heart completely to date. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, that that's a good idea. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I even heard that uh uh what's her name? Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I, I was looking for yeah, Sasha Fierce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the name I was looking for. Yeah. For her album I Am Sasha Fierce. Yeah. She actually went uh to an island somewhere and wrote the whole album. Yeah, it helps. Change of environment really helps. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so you'd said that you have been in the industry for 13 years. Yeah. Is it being in the industry or having being a singer? Being a singer. But in the industry, <laughs> how many years have you been? Uh, gosh, I, I just started. You just started? <laughs> like literally 2016. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so I'll, I'll still ask you this question. It's, yeah. it's um, I don't say it's tough. But let me just ask it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, what would you say? What are your thoughts so far about the Kenyan gospel industry? Okay. Um, yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's a tough question. Yeah. Uh, I think our industry is growing. Let me let me start with the easier part. Okay. Like if if you were to hold a gig, Karemi, mm-hmm. people will show up. People never used to show up. Now people do. Like gigs, people attend gigs more. Mm-hmm. Now for the artist's part, uh, I think, uh, yeah, I feel like God can never lack someone someone to use. Elijah thought that he was the only one, but then God told him, by the way, there's 7,000 more that I can use. And so I feel like God can never, ever be found without someone to use, even in our industry. There are, there are people that is placed there, and there's a remnant. There's always a remnant. There's always people who are solid. There's always people who have content. There's always people who have the kingdom agenda in mind. And so I feel like God is, is doing something. There's a shift, not just in the industry, but let me just speak for the for the church. Like I feel like we're in the on the brink of a revival. There's people having worship nights and and people are hungry for God. And so God will answer. God will answer to, to that hunger. He says, uh, blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. And so God will provide those people who will he will use to, to fill people up and give them music that is solid. Akina uh, HPB, Akina 
um, wanga there are people who are serious about god and serious about music not just not just um, content but also the skill part and god is raising such uh, people and i'm so glad to be part of it and to see to be able to see um, god doing this in this time and to witness it and so i i refuse to say that our industry is not doing well there are parts of it that are doing very well there are parts of it that god is using and um i encourage guys out there to pray for the industry not just to complain but pray because god is about to do something great in our country in our industry in every other industry in the country uh, i feel like god is doing something yeah yes um <laughs> so as a creative uh-huh. let me you're a creative mm-hmm. you you produce and you create music yes. good music at that yes uh, and many other things <laughs> that i'm sure we don't know about but yeah. you're a gifted creative amen so <clears throat> what would you say uh, or how do you what how would you encourage yeah. a creative who's yeah. listening to this uh-huh. who is either starting out yeah uh, who has a similar background maybe they've been yeah. at it for so long uh-huh. and like as you shared earlier their moment of you know being seen quote yeah, unquote, has true. not come uh-huh. or they're just discouraged they're in yeah. between careers in between yeah. jobs yeah. Uh, thinking about their calling and what the next step looks like as far yeah. as either ministry is concerned mm-hmm. or nine to five or they they just know that they have a good voice and they want yeah. to do more <clears throat> yeah how would you encourage them uh, what would uh, the next step for them look like yeah and then maybe you could share a story or just yeah. an experience that you had that right. crystallized for you mm-hmm. this is what i want to do right. this is this is what i would this is where i would want to settle as far as my calling and expressing my gifting looks mm-hmm. like wow yeah you have it's such <laughs> good questions gosh i hope people are listening by the way <laughs> you're amazing uh I'd say keep doing it. Keep doing it. Don't stop. Don't stop. I mean you've been you've been there already. You're still waiting. You're still waiting for your moment to come. So just keep doing what you're doing. Keep refining your gift. Keep working on it. Keep sharpening it. Your gift will bring you bef- will make room for you before kings. And God's timing, yani although you can't see it, but his timing is perfect. His timing is awesome. And then God he he's wise in his Bible says that he has manifold wisdom many-sided wisdom it's not just for you to make it it's for other people also people who are tied up to your who are tied to your destiny that you will bring up that you will nurture that he can use you to encourage even through the process that you're going through and I mean I know that God has given everybody a dream God has given everybody purpose find it for me I'd say God is so 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 amazing. When I gave my life to Christ, um when I was 13 years old, uh, I had a dream that kept coming. And in this dream I was standing on a stage and it was beautiful beautiful stage with beautiful lights behind me it looked like a starry night. And I was holding a microphone and I was just singing my heart out to God. I was just singing the song I knew to sing. And then the flashlight came on bah, on the audience. Man many people huge mammoth crowd and then they were looking at me and then they would face away they would turn to their side and they would kneel and I'd wake up 
and then the next time the dream came same thing on a stage singing my heart to jesus and then ah the flashlight comes on on the audience and then they turn away from me they turn to the side and they're and they're kneeling all of them are kneeling and then i'd wake up the third time the dream came <laughs> i was like eh, okay same thing so I decided to look to my side and then I could see, like there was a lot of light, but I could tell that that was Jesus that they were seeing. And so when I woke up that time, I decided to take that dream seriously. And I thought, gosh, maybe one day, maybe one day God will use my voice. Like I didn't even believe I could sing well. I, as in, I didn't even have any confidence in my voice, but I took it seriously. And Karimi, I went into music, gospel music like crazy. I listened to every kind of gospel music whether it's fred hammond or kak franklin or mary waboy anyone (laughs) and i learned all these things and i i I really value that time like i would just do my homework do my chores and listen to music for the rest of the evening (laughs) just there with my earphones and my mom would call me moby (laughs) but i really enjoyed that time and that dream, I held on to it. I treasured it. I still do. <laughs> and I thank God that he guided me through that. I think when you're a toy, you kind of know mm-hmm. what, your, what your strength is, what your gift is. God gives you that opportunity to learn it. And so, guys, I encourage you to hold on to your dreams. Write them down so that you don't forget. Uh, treasure them. God has put his word above his name. So he's not going to let it fall without accomplishing its purpose. So believe in those dreams. Hold on to them. Don't give up. Keep reminding God, Yani, you've placed this thing in my, in my heart. Let it come to fruition. So, yeah. Hold on to hey, it. Hey. <laughs> Right there, we need an altar call. <laughs> yes, say this yes. prayer with me, Lord Jesus. Oh, I invite you into my life. <laughs> wow. So, as we close, uh, this is a section where, uh, in this podcast, where I ask you one random question. Okay. Um, can be about anything that's, you know, from anywhere. But <laughs> you're drinking water. Let me sip it. <laughs> Anyway, but for me, my question to you is, if you were to redo this again, like, yeah. I know you've, there's a, there's a part where your, your story is interesting because it, hearing you, and I know there are many facets of this story that you're not able to share, like, at yeah. length right now, uh-huh. but it almost feels like you're closing one page uh-huh. and opening another one uh-huh. as far as your experience is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and your musical journey. Yes. So, for the path that's closing. Yes. <laughs> You're so scared. <laughs> You're so funny. Oh my god. You're like bated breath. <laughs> okay, so for the path that's closing, mm-hmm. do you have any regrets or do uh, you feel oh like there are things that you would do differently <laughs> and apply to the new part, to the new page that you're opening as far as your taking off is concerned? Maybe not music-wise. Okay. Maybe life-wise. Mm-hmm. Huh. Gosh, that's a personal question. <laughs> hey, what? Let me think. Uh, regrets. Yes. Ah, okay. Well, Giddy, don't kill me. <laughs> So, 
there's this church where we used to fellowship and i think if there's one thing i regret is not speaking up um not speaking up when i saw things going haywire that's the one thing like that's the on my fingertips <laughs> i really regret uh where the church started out well but then it ended up being about the pastor and what what he his preferences are which really uh put my i think like i grew up shy yes but even about my own ministry it really broke kind of broke me because if if you didn't sing the songs the pastor liked if you didn't lead worship with the songs he preferred <laughs> then you would be told you need to grow you need to spend more time with god you know it was spiritualized and so when i realized um that <clears throat> it's not really the holy spirit who's leading things here it's personal preference i should have spoken up um and i should have like yeah i had like a rebellion phase where i led all the songs that he doesn't like <laughs> yeah um and of course it would come it would come with see me after see me after the service you know uh, and i wish i had spoken up i wish i had a nyamazad i wish i had questioned with scripture because a lot of those things are done with scripture and i mean tuko wengi tuko na machach wounds na tume heal ndio lakini for the sake of the people who came after me i wish i had said something i wish i had uh, questioned something sowed as sown a seed uh, in people's hearts to 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 just think for themselves Mm, yeah. <laughs> and the next part, which part? Of the application part. Application. Like, moving forward. Like ah. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. So moving forward, I have I, I I am very um I'm very vocal when it comes to church and how things are run, especially with worship teams and nini nini like I like to speak my mind. I know now that not nobody is perfect no church is perfect no no singer is perfect no marriage is perfect no nothing is perfect but we work we work with with the knowledge that we've gotten and with the mistakes that have been made and so it has really helped me to speak up I think yeah yeah without saying too much <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, when it comes to things of church maze, sinyama zangi. Sinyama zangi nimenyama za ya kutosha. Yeah. Gosh, I feel like there needs to be a part 2 of your story. Uh, I, 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 like it just feels like we're just but anyway. That will be it for now. <laughs> thank you for thank you for really coming and gracing oh, us with your presence. Thank you uh, I've really looked forward to this. <laughs> and yeah, I I look forward to seeing The, your journey unfold and just to right. see right. what God is going to do and mm-hmm. how you're going to grow and continue driving as a recording artist and Amen. as a performing artist not only here in Kenya but I'm sure beyond Amen. yeah Amen. I see that mm-hmm. I I look forward to seeing the same for you True, yeah. true story. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Asante. Well guys, that's Chaita on the podcast. It's been an awesome time just getting to listen to Alice's story. And yeah, stay tuned. More great interviews coming right up. Bye.